I, I, I was praying about this um, sermon series, and I was thinking to myself, I've been talking about um, overcoming anxiety. I've been talking about slowing down. I've been talking about uh, being a follower of Christ. I've been talking about leaving our sin behind and, li- and living a life of righteousness. But why are we not that good at it yet? Can we be real? Why have we not figured it out? Why have I not figured it out? Why do I still struggle? And I think one of the biggest reasons is because we think we could do it from our own willpower. And I think if we're going to accomplish what we want to accomplish as Christ followers, we need to kill our willpower. And not to say that we lose Work ethic, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't rely on my willpower to, to live a life that I'm supposed to live. You're like, what does that even mean? We'll, figure, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Okay, open your Bibles, if you will, if you have them, to Romans 12, 2. We're going to start here. This is our scripture for today, our first one. And you've heard this many times. I've preached this many, 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 many times. We don't want to be the same. I don't want to be like the rest of the world. I don't want to be um, anxious all the time. I don't want to be stressed all the time. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be unloving. I don't want to be all those things. I want to have joy, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Right? So, Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Stop. What that means, do not conform to the pattern of this world. If everything that the world is giving you, what's the world? The world is everybody but the church. So if what TMZ or what some Instagram account you follow that's not a Christian account, if some, um, if some news source, Fox, CNN, whatever, if some thing is telling you how to live your life and you find yourself aligning with that more times than not, you're conforming to the world. Let me put it this way. My adult life has been focused on following Jesus and, and, and understanding how he, how he lives. So the more I do that, the more I look at our, let's use the political system for a second. You're like, gosh. But the more I look at the left and the right, the Democrats, Republicans, I realize I really don't quite agree with either one. Really don't. I'm really frustrated with both. Why? Because I'm not conforming to the world. I'm loyal to one kingdom, and that's the kingdom of heaven. That's how it should be, okay? Do not conform to this world, to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Everybody say transformed. Robots in disguise. Um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Renew. Your mind. Ever say renew your mind. So the goal of a Christ follower is to follow Christ. Pretty simple. Pretty self-explanatory. And to live in a way that follows Christ, then bears fruit that is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. And whatever other one I forgot in there. But all those things I would love to do, I'd love to be loving. Would you guys love to be loving? Raise your hand if you'd like to be a loving person, right? 
I'd love to have joy. Would you guys like to have joy? Would you like to be happy about life? Would you love to have peace? Would you love to overcome anxiety and depression and be at peace? Would you love to have patience? Right? Would you love to be kind? Anybody want to be kind? That'd be cool. Anybody want to be good? Goodness? Anybody want to be faithful? That's the one I forgot. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, anybody want to be faithful? Anybody want to be gentle? This is a good one. Anybody want to have death to willpower, self-control? Like I say, I think we rely on our willpower too much. Let me give some examples. Because we all struggle with stuff. Can I be real? Can I get real? You're going to, some people are like, you know what? One day, I'm, I'm going to be tired of being anxious, and I'm going to listen back to the Boogeyman series, and I'm just going to decide not to be anxious anymore. Nope, no you're not. Or, I'll, I'll, I'm going to decide to stop cussing so much at school, just to fit in, being two different people here at church and one another at school. I'm just going to stop because I want to. Nope. Or, here's one. I know it's bad for me to, to look at bad things on the internet. And so, today's the day. I'm going to stop. Because I don't want to anymore. Or, I'll decide to love well and stay pure, waiting until marriage. And we're going to start tomorrow. Because I just want to. Or I'm going to get in really good shape. I'm going to lose weight. Or I'm going to gain weight if you're real skinny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in shape. And I'm just going to start today. Because I want to. Doesn't work. Your want to is not good enough. It just isn't. You know what I mean? You ever try to break a bad, bad habit? Anybody ever try to break a bad habit? Raise your hand. Yeah. Um, how many times have you failed at breaking that bad habit? A, a whole lot. More than the fingers on your hand. <laughs> Today's the day. God, you're with me. This is it. I'm done. Oh, dang it. I did it again. And you find yourself stumbling. Oh, uh, uh, just one more time. Because our willpower isn't enough. We don't have enough willpower. We never will. The transformation that happens by renewing our minds isn't a willpower issue. It's an environment issue. The way that you change your life is not by getting enough willpower to change it. It's by changing your environment enough that it shapes a new you. So death to willpower is to say that I don't need willpower. Here's why. Some think we are an accumulation of our circumstances. You ever heard people say that? Well, I was just born this way. I was born into the family that I was born in, into the social class I was born into, into the community I was born into, with the skin color I was born with, and this is just how life is for me. I was dealt a bad hand of cards, and so I got to know when to fold them. Right? Life just sucks, because my circumstance says so. 
Or there's the opposite side that says that your life is an accumulation of choices. Suck it up. If you make some good choices, your life will be good. The reason your life sucks is because you've made bad choices. Wow, thanks for the grace and mercy and love. <laughs> love you. I don't think either are true. I don't. I think you are a product of your environment. You're like, what? That sounds like circumstance. But I think you could choose your environment. I think you could choose and change your environment. And so if we're a product of our, of our environment, we notice the people who are, think we're products of circumstance notice their environment, but they don't do anything about it. And so I think we could change. But it doesn't start with just changing my mind. It starts with changing my environment. Let me give some examples. Obesity rates in the United States are massive. In the world, they're massive. They're progressively going up and 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 up. Danielle and I had this friend from England um, come into town a couple weeks ago. And he told me, he, he was here for two weeks, he told me that he has a photo album on his phone said, Oversized Things in America. It was really funny, and I told him to take a picture of me and put it in there. But I, or Vince, better, you know, come on. Uh, but I also thought, like, that's kind of sad. I mean, unless it's like a big truck or a big burger or something, that's cool. But, like, think about it. We're oversized people, too, sometimes. But you look back to, you're like, what might have, what might have started this? Obesity rates went through the roof starting at the Industrial Revolution. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. 90% of Americans were farmers, Industrial Revolution. Now there's like 2% are farmers. 98% now are, uh, they just carry a regular job. A desk job. Something like that. So, no wonder we've started gaining weight. We've, start, we've stopped moving. So what are we a product of? Our environment. The environment changed, so did we. There was a Harvard study that came out about place of origin, where you were born, like the, the, and, and, it, and it's staggering. Your, um, the study showed that your ability to uh, be successful, to jump social classes uh, or economic classes, is really based on the county you were born in. Which, for you guys, isn't an issue, because most of you were born in Orange County, so um, it's not like the slums or anything, but, um, or, or Mexico, but, uh, <laughs> um, but, but here's the thing. They did this study, and someone who was born in kind of the slums, if they grew up all the way till they were 18, they have a 0.01 chance to make it to another social status, to another economic class. But every year that they spent in another neighborhood, that percentage went up by 5%. Environment. Right? Here's another example. Anybody ever seen the, one of the greatest movies of all time, um, Lion King? Anybody raise your hand if you've ever seen the movie? Okay, all right, it's a goodie. It's an oldie, but it's a goodie. Simba. Anybody know Simba? My homie Simba. We go way back. Me and Simba, we're tight. Simba uh, had a Simba had a rough life. Well, he started off as a prince. He started off. His dad was king of the Pride Lands. That's what it's called. And he was up on Pride Rock, like, "Yo, what's, what's good?" Ah, you know what I mean? Ah, like babies do, right? What's happening? 
and whoa, chill. Um, but yes, um, <laughs> eventually life is good, and then he, he gets kind of worked into this trap, and then dad dies. What? You know, spoiler alert. Um, so Mufasa dies, and Simba is like, it's the saddest scene you've ever seen. Dad, come on, wake up, you know. And then he gets banished, and he runs away, and he finds a silly warthog and a prairie dog. Is that what he is? Meerkat. That's what he is. Same thing. Um, Timon and Pumbaa. What's up? Hakuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. I mean, no worries. Okay, anyway, so what happens to Simba? Simba becomes a hippie. Simba's on that, like, on the, he's eating them good bugs. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, I'm just, watch the movie. I'm just saying. Simba is tripping, dog. Like, Simba is, Simba is on a fast track to being a low life, okay? Simba is a loser, right? He, he's hanging with, all of you thought, like, oh, that's the life. No, it's not. They're eating bugs for a living, okay? And, and these, these homies are just chilling. Ain't no worries, man. Ain't no, there's a lot of worries. And what happens? His old girl thing, boo thing, comes up, and she's like, everyone's going to die. There's a famine. Scar took over. Your mom's a slave. And blah, 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 blah. And he's like, I got to do something. And at, well, at first he's like, nah, I'm good. Ain't no worries. <laughs> For the rest of your days. You want a bug? Uh, and, but eventually he's like, I got to do something. So he goes back and he saves the day, blah, 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 blah. Why did, uh, I always thought Simba saved the day because he decided to and it was in his willpower. No. Circumstances changed. The environment changed. It was now not, it means no worries. It means my mom is a slave, and all my family is going to die at the hand of Scar if I don't go do something. So the hero in the story doesn't create the circumstance. The circumstance created the hero. So our environment shapes us, good or bad. We're either tripping on bugs or we're saving the world. Because of environment. Right? Simba, Simba became the homie, all right? If you ever watched Lion King 2, that's a good movie too. One and a half. We, we could forget about that. But um, the moral of the story is whether we like it or not, our environment shapes us. Right? I'm going to send you to Montana for uh, 10 years to be a ranch hand, and you're going to come back loving your Wrangler jeans and boots and cowboy hat and loving animals and horses and stuff and, and uh, all the good stuff. I'll send you to the beaches of Costa Rica for 10 years, and you're going to learn how to surf and be really good and identify as a surfer. Because your environment shapes you. It just does. This was true for Jesus. Many times in the Bible we see Jesus retreating to a quiet place. Remember how many times I've talked about this recently? Why? He's changing his environment to overcome what he needs to overcome. Let's read uh, Mark 6, 1 through, 1 through 6. Mark 6, 1 through 6. 
Jesus left there and went to his hometown accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he, be- he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked. What's his wisdom? What's this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? That's where it starts to go downhill. It started off, isn't Jesus amazing? And it moves to, wait, isn't, wasn't he just a carpenter? Isn't that true for a lot of us? For our, when, when we start to accomplish our dreams, everyone's like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Oh, but wait, weren't you that person who struggled with crippling anxiety? Weren't you that person who struggled to stay in a consistent relationship? Weren't you that person who blah, 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 blah? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And then they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, the disciples, A prophet is not without honor except in his hometown among his relatives and his own home. And he, Jesus, couldn't do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed by their lack of faith. Environment. Jesus is saying that in his hometown, he couldn't do what he wanted to do. So he didn't mess around with that environment. Amen? Jesus recognized it and then left. We recognize sometimes that we're in a bad environment and think that we can change the environment from the inside out. We can change the whole environment, meaning by, here's a new one, but we can't take the environment we're in and transform it to something beautiful and new. I can't take my 10 non-Christian, mean friends who gossip and cuss and do bad things and drugs and sex and all the other things all the time. I can't take those 10 friends and me be the only Christian and think I'm going to change all of them. It's not how it works. It's just not. Your five closest friends will, sh- will shape who you are. Environment matters. So here's, here's some things for your friend group. So, let's throw this up. Four things that I want you to check, and you can write this down in your notes. Four things I want you to check about your friend group, your close friend group, your close-knit circle. Right? Is my environment good with them? Number one. Or is it bad? Number two, am I changing in a positive or negative way when I hang out with my closest friends? Some of you have just started coming to church, and then you go hang out with your old friends, and you're like, and then you come back to church. Or some of you go to school, and you're a completely different person. I was that way. Is your friend group enabling good habits, or are they pushing bad habits and bad thoughts on you? Hey, Brett, have you ever considered, have you ever considered you might just not be good enough to do that? And that's okay. It means no worries, man. Here's a bug. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Number four, am I conforming or transforming? Am I bleeding into what the rest of my friends look like? Or am I turning into who Jesus calls me to be? Right? 
If you want to resist temptation, and, and we, and our junior high small group wrote that down as one of the things they wanted me to talk about was resisting temptation. If you want to resist temptation, you need to change your environment. You just do. Let's use all the examples I used earlier. Anxiety. You're not going to conquer anxiety just because of your willpower. But you can probably conquer anxiety a little easier if you decide to hang out with people who don't struggle with anxiety. If you hang out with people who are filled with peace. Let's say cussing, right? Don't raise your hand if you struggle with cussing, but I know a lot of you do because I did. Stop hanging with people at school who can't say a full sentence without using a cuss word. Here's, here's my test. This is what I always do. Put on, some, put on a dope beat and then tell your friend, all right, freestyle. See how many seconds it takes them to say a cuss word. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Second word. <laughs> you laugh, but that's a really good test. I'm just telling you. But stop hanging out with all those people all the time. Not to say you have to shun them. Get out of my life. Let me cut you out. Ugh. No. Just have a friend group that doesn't do that. Lust. Ugh. We don't want to talk about it, but it's real. 95% of young men have struggled with pornography at some point in their life. It's a statistic. It's there. Ladies, I didn't look at the statistics. You're like, I'm so uncomfortable right now, Brett. But it's real. If I'm not going to talk about what's real, I'm not fit to be your pastor. Because I know those things will kill you. You're like, what? No, they won't. Yes, they will. They'll ruin your entire life. So, if you have a lust problem... Change your environment. Put blockers on your phone so you can't look at that stuff. Take your computer, your gaming rig that is your gaming rig some points and not a gaming rig other points, and take it out of your bedroom. Put it in a common place in your house. Sleep with the door open. Change your environment. Talk to your parents. <gasps> Just do it. They'll be gracious and loving and walk with you through it. Purity. Hey, yo, for all the couples in the room. You're like, how do I change my environment so I stay pure? You're like, oh my gosh, Brett, purity culture. I saw that on Instagram. Why are you really doing that right now? <clears throat> how, do I, how, do I, how do I not mess around? How do I stay pure? How do I whatever? Be home by 10. Never go to a house that doesn't have parents at it. Um, living rooms are a much better place to watch Netflix than bedrooms. If you're young and in a relationship. Okay? And invite your parents to watch with you. <laughs> Change your environment. I'm, j I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? Like, because I know these struggles hurt. These struggles will, will kill your soul. And you'll find yourself spiraling in the wrong direction. And the reason I say these things is because I love you and I don't want you to have to make choices later on in your life that you shouldn't have to be making. So I'm asking you to be pure so that I don't have to walk with you through this. And we don't need to go into this, but a lot of you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what to do. Okay, well, let's do this so that we don't have to go there. Does that make sense? 
I've walked with grown men who have struggles with lust and are asking how they fix their life because their wife is going to leave them. I don't want to have to have that conversation. So let's start here. Does that make sense, everybody? I'm only saying this because I love you. You're like, dude, this is heavy. I know. Getting in shape. Okay, a little lighter. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, here's some good stuff. Get a gym membership. If you're paying for it, you'll, you'll put uh, some ownership on it, right? Not if you're like, I'm going to go for a run today. No, you're not. Get a gym membership so that you have to go, right? You're paying for it. Hello. You're like, no, I really swear, Brad. I'm going to do 1,000 push-ups a day. No, you're not. Schedule it in your day. Schedule it. This is when I'm going. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Danielle has been so good with me recently. I've been, oh, I've been doing good, really, in the gym. But I hurt my wrist, so it's been not as good recently. But it's a burden for me to go sometimes, but she wants me to go. Wait a second. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but it's good. It's good for me, right? Schedule it. Go with friends. Watch fitness YouTube videos instead of the ones that are eating away your soul. Throw away all the junk food in your house. Young kids, actually, yeah. Yeah, if you're like in junior high, don't just go home and throw all your parents' snacks away. Like, oh, loser, you're going to lose weight. <laughs> you know, that's what I thought, that's what I thought, Dad. Size 53, what? Come on, let's go, you know. Anyways, <laughs> Dad, we're getting out of the house right now. Just kidding. But if, if you buy your own groceries, throw away all your junk food. If you have a mini fridge in your room, get that crap out. <laughs> Kombucha, woo! Okay. Just kidding. Disgusting, ew. Water, yay. Okay, here's another thing. Eat real food. You're like, Brett. I got a diet Twinkie, okay? Like, just eat a real meal. You know what I mean? Like, hello? No. It doesn't. Mac and cheese is not, no. Real, real food. Every once in a while, once a day, you should think about, if I lived in a time where there wasn't um, any restaurants, and I'm living out in the wilderness, what would I eat? And, no, no. Simon goes, dog. Okay, um, <laughs> I need you to run to the altars at the end when I do, uh, when I do a call. But what are you going to eat? Real food, you know what I mean? All right, we're, going, we're getting off track, but we're having fun, so it's cool. Um, here's the thing. I, here's the thing, everybody. And I'm talking about these things because they're real. But a righteous life requires an environment change. It does. If you're like, Brett, I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to live a transformed life because it's good and it's better, what the world, better than what the world offers. Everyone in the world is so stressed and so anxious and, and everything seems like it's going to crap. But, but, but Jesus seems like he knows what he's doing. He probably should. He's the creator of the universe. And I want to go that direction. But you can't just do it from your willpower. You can't. Change your environment. Just like all these examples I used. Change it. Be at church every single time the doors are open. Be here. Get your families here on Sunday. Come on Wednesday nights. If we have like a movie night on a Friday night, come through. If, I, if we're doing some sort of packing event or whatever, come through, right? If, if, I wanted, if we're doing a missions trip, come through. Save up the money. Do whatever you can. Go to camp. Everything, right? Be in this environment whenever you can. Read your Bible. I sent, a st I sent a TikTok, the first time I've ever sent a TikTok, okay? I sent a, I sent a TikTok to um, the boys' chat. 
about statistics of how much you read your Bible. And it was like after a certain point, like if you, I don't remember what it was, but it was like if you read your Bible more than four times a week, is that what it is? If you read your Bible more than four times a week, anxiety, down. Depression, down. Stress, down. Anger, down. All of it. And it's proven. So, hashtag follow the science, okay? <laughs> Everyone's like, ooh, Brett's a little crazy today. Read your Bible. Ask big questions of your leaders. If you're not asking big questions, you're not thinking enough about this thing called life. I have big questions. I call my college professors, and they're like, Brett, stop calling me. I'm just kidding. But I'm like, yo, what does this even mean? I read this in the Bible. I'm a pastor. I read it in the Bible. I'm like, that can't, that, that's, no. So I call, is that really, is that? and they're like, yeah, and here's why. And you're like, oh, Okay. Ask the big questions. <laughs> Who just slurp juiced over there? <laughs> what the? Did you guys hear that? I'm being all serious and someone's like. <laughs> someone's down in their milkshake or something. Jeez. But ask big questions. Here's the thing. All of you are like so into your playlist. <laughs> Check my playlist. I am too. I know. <laughs> Don't get around me when my playlist comes on. I'll be like, oh, check this sad boy music and whatever. We're all under our playlist. How about you make a prayer playlist? How about you make a playlist that edifies you and your life and doesn't tear you down and everybody else around you? How about listen to, if you struggle, here's the thing. It seems pretty simple. If you struggle with depression, um, you probably shouldn't listen to depressing music all the time. If you struggle with anger, you probably shouldn't listen to angry music all the time. I've, I've, I've had friends that have anger issues who all they listen to is metalcore. And I'm like, oh, I wonder why. Right? I just don't know why I can't control my emotions. I don't know, because you can't control your stereo. It's like, chill, dog. Change your environment. Change it. I don't know why I, I just have a problem with lust. Well, listen to your music, because your music has a problem with lust, and your environment is really bad. Build a prayer playlist and pray. Spend time with God. Go to the quiet place. <laughs> we cool? Does it make sense? We got to change our environment. If we're going to change, we cannot do it just because we want to. The situation created the hero, not the other way around. So, change your environment. Look at the things you don't like in your life, and everything that's feeding that and enabling that, cut it off. Amen? I love you. Let's pray. Jesus, we are so grateful for uh, your word, God, for your guidance, for uh, your love, and, and just how it's so relevant. Even today, 2,000 years later, it's still so relevant. And we can live our life looking to your word um, as the guiding light, as the map, and, and find our way to you. And so, Jesus, we pray that for all of us, with whatever we're struggling with, with whatever we're walking through, help us to change our environment. Because we know that our environment shapes us. And so help us to create an environment that revolves around you so that you'll shape us. In Jesus' name, amen.